Hello, and welcome to another episode of 52 and 52. I'm Anthony. And I'm Josh. Uh, we're recording this on Easter Sunday, actually, and we actually just got back from seeing um, Miracles from Heaven. No? Uh, sorry, sorry. We just we just saw the young Messiah, I think. Um, no, that's wrong, too? We, we, do we see Risen? No? We didn't see Risen. What, what did we see today, Josh? Well, we just saw... <laughs> the second coming. <laughs> saw... Batman versus Superman. Uh, I, thought, I didn't know if you had another Dawn one. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> I did, but I, I'll save it for later. I took the helicopter back. I don't know about you. <laughs> um, yeah, so all jokes aside for a minute, uh, we just saw Batman versus Superman, Zack Snyder's newest movie, the new DC movie, big movie. I'm sure all of you have heard about it. Today we're joined by our friend James, my old roommate, comic book connoisseur. James, how you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we literally just saw this again. Like I said, we're recording on Easter Sunday. We're gonna do spoilers, so we're we'll have a section for that, and we're just gonna talk about general stuff first. So if you want to know if you should see the movie or not, etc., we'll give our thoughts on that, and then we'll have a spoiler section. So I guess general thoughts, James. You want to start? General thoughts on the movie? I'm just glad you didn't make me explain the plot like you usually yeah, do. No, that would have been really no. t- that would have been really mean. No, we're gonna <laughs> skip that part. James, you wanna? General thoughts, what'd you think? My general thoughts is that it's not even a movie. It's just a bunch of incoherent scenes strung together. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, That's my I, general thought. I, I would agree. Uh, Josh, general thoughts? I, I'm fresh off a scene, Man of Steel. Yeah. So I, I guess, I guess we should preface this by saying I hated Man of Steel. I think we all come... Yeah, I didn't like Man of Steel. I either. think we came to the consensus five minutes before we recorded that Man of Steel is the second worst superhero movie that's been made uh, in modern times behind or ahead of Green Lantern, I guess. Um, Josh just saw Man of Steel for the first time... Yesterday. Yesterday. Um, so, yeah, that's... I just want to preface with that. So, you just saw Man of Steel. Go ahead. Yeah, and Anthony asked me for my thoughts on that. It was yesterday, and I got, my, got his text when I was on the bike at the gym, so I didn't really feel like elaborating that much, but I was just like... An hour and a half out of the two hours and 20 minutes of it, for the first hour and a half of it, nothing happened. And then the shit that did happen was really dumb. And I feel like they kind of took the same approach with this movie. Um, not, a, I probably liked a couple of things in the first, I was, God, was this movie two hours and a half, two and a half hours? So maybe, like in the first hour and a half, I liked a couple more things than I would say I liked in the first hour of Man of Steel. But the first hour and a half of Man of Steel, but then the stuff after that, also really dumb. But the whole premise of the movie just kind of bothers me. I don't know how big picture I should get to start with, but what do you guys, because we're about to have this, I guess, to a certain extent again with Captain America Civil War, but what do you guys think? I guess these are parts of the comics, but I still think it's a weird premise just off from the get-go to have a movie be about one superhero versus another. And I feel like it kind of hamstrings you to begin with. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what the comics are, though, and with this iteration of Batman versus Superman. Um, and... I just think that the specific plot and the sort of, like, what everything hinges upon in this movie is really, really stupid. Um, so just having that as, like, your... Even if your movie's bad when it leads up to this climax, and then the climax is this thing where it's it's just, like, seri- you, just, you just shrug, and you're like, seriously, that's... This is what's going to happen at the climax of the movie, and it just did not do it at all for me. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I really did not like this movie. 
I enjoyed laughing at this movie. I'll tell you that. Um, the, the, four, 14, the fourteen year old girl sitting to my right did not enjoy us laughing at this movie. We got uh, we got shushed from the at the opening credits. We were just I don't remember exactly what we were talking about at the end of the credits, but who really gives a shit? It's the credits. Yeah. And this girl started shushing us, and then throughout the movie, whenever something ridiculous would happen, even if there wasn't any dialogue, we got shushed because we laughed at really dumb stuff. And yeah. I'm not I'm not going to spend that much of the podcast ridiculing a fourteen year old girl for not having the same sense of humor as twenty five year old guys. But there was a lot of laugh-worthy stuff. Yeah, and I think that's... I, I guess we'll just segue into Zack Snyder right now, right? Because he's the same director. He wrote this and Man of Steel. Um, I guess... He didn't write it. Well, that's, well, a, that's one sure, of the things I want to talk He directed about this and directed Man of Steel. And uh, unbelievably, they said Christopher Nolan had a part in writing Man of Steel, but I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just... I don't know what's wrong with him. I've I've liked some of his movies in the past. I three hundred is still holds up for me personally. Um, Watchmen is you know whatever it is, it's well made. Um, so well, I think thing is part of my problem with this is the story, and a lot of it's the writing. James mentioned it before we started. How more so than Man of Steel, there are just a lot of dumb one liners in this, and a lot of stupid corny dialogue yeah. and. He's not the writer of the movie. I'm not sure exactly what hand he has in determining the direction of the story because he's not even listed as a producer. So visually, did you did you find it problematic? Or obviously maybe certain aspects of the performances he brings out in these characters as a director you can attribute to him. But how much of it do you think is Zack Snyder and how much of it do you, do you think is the DC and um, Warner Brother producers? Well, for me personally, I think that they're sort of just – trying to double down on Nolan's Batman universe and sort of be like, all right, that was dark and gritty and very successful and very well received. Um, so let's make it even more gritty. And like, for me, I, I, was, I was sitting there and I was like, the color schemes in this movie are dark, really dark, light, dark, and darkest. There was no, there was no light to this movie at all. And Snyder, we'll get to it later more, but Snyder is just like all about symbolism and all of this like, fucking Shakespeare shit with the weather being foggy outside and people not knowing what to do and rain signifying terror and all that shit. It's just like also, so over the top for me. And long long cakes of people staring at stuff. Oh my god, how many times do we need to see Batman staring at his own costume? And how then, like, many times? It wasn't like he was about to take it out. He just stared at it and then he walks away and then the door to the his little wardrobe thing closes. So there is literally no purpose to it other than him to... Ben Affleck staring for 20 seconds very seriously at his costume and then walking away. Like, that is stuff, like, we're going to get to James's list of things that could have easily been cut, but that's one where you absolutely lose nothing besides just trying to make it seem a little grittier. And, uh, yeah, if, if the color bothers you, that's fine, but I'm fine with that stuff if you just don't try and hit us over the head with all the other stuff but like he, they but do. But he does. Yeah. So, also, James, feel free to chime in Look, whenever, so. I wrote down basically exactly what you guys are saying, okay. that. They're making it gritty and dark for the sake like, of it being exactly. gritty and dark. Whereas Nolan's movies, there's a purpose to it. You know, they talked about escalation. They talked about, you know, the Joker's whole, you know, chaos theory and whether or not how people react when things don't go according to plan. Here, the conflict, and it kind of ties into what you were saying about, you know, all the verses lately. They just force the conflict. They force yeah. the darkness. Like it's really not a legitimate conflict. Yeah, and people. and that's that goes to Lex Luthor's character and non spoiler, but his his purpose essentially as you go through the movie is just he's literally there 
as the only vehicle to bring these two characters together and have them fight. Right. Like, and it's just so silly. And and there's like a difference to me between like the, the silliness of being comic books and and all that stuff and just like you can bring that to the screen but you can't really intertwine the seriousness and the silly arcadiness of comic books uh, the same way to me and like with the fights with Batman and Superman it's like you understand like everyone knows you can't really beat Batman cannot beat Superman in a fight like he is killing him as is evident in the fight scene but when you're playing like a video game you're reading the comics you can believe that Batman can fight this guy but when you're bringing it to the screen, unless you're like fully committing to that, it just doesn't come off right. And that's part of the visual stuff. And even the, some of the effects were cool. It just doesn't really... The, the, to, the tonal shifts in this movie are so strange. Well, I, th- I guess part of that you're saying might be what Jesse Eisenberg's doing. And just clearly having a different demeanor from everyone else around him, which I don't per se have a problem with because... It's nice when you have all these people being overly gritty and overly dark. Someone, a character in there that's not taking things too seriously and approaching people in a much different manner than anyone else is approaching those people. Everyone else goes up to them overly seriously in an almost comical way, and he's just obviously not there for it that way. He's there to kind of fuck with people, for lack of a better word. And I'm fine with that if you actually bring him into the story in a more coherent coherent way than, like you guys said, is a plot device to bring them together. If you just structure the story a little differently, he's just not as problematic, and it's kind of funny to have another presence there. And even if you don't necessarily like his performance specifically, it's fine to have a lighter presence in there if it's done the proper way. Yeah, I didn't get his motivation. Yeah. What was his motivation? His I mean, motivation was to be there all. for Justice like, I don't think it existed. Um, yeah, well, here's the thing is, I re- James said to me during the movie, like, every f- one of every five... <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, that happened when James, when every time one of us said something to you. <laughs> he said one of every five lines was written for the trailer, and it's just like, that's sort of how this Zack Snyder's been operating lately with mm-hmm. his with his movies, and it's just so disappointing because he's a good filmmaker, but it's just not it's just not coming together lately. And for me, I guess we can kind of go into casting now. I seeing the trailers and everything, I thought Jesse Eisenberg was going to be terrible, and I was pretty frightened to to see him playing Lex Luthor. I actually James said something like James like he during the movie Eisenberg said something stupid at the beginning and. We are both laughing, and yeah. I was like, well, you know what? At least this dude actually has a personality because the rest of the characters are just – there's just no personality to them because you're just introduced to this sorrow, darkness, like Ben Affleck face that he has in all these interviews and everything. And it's just – that's the, that was the bright spot of, of Justy Eisenberg is that he didn't – wasn't that great in the role, but at least he it's, had a personality. And it was cool to see him trying something different because I like a lot of the movies he's been in, but – he doesn't exactly have the most range. He does a good job in a lot of his d- different kinds of movies he does playing the characters he's playing, but they don't seem like that many of them are that different as people, but he's not like a bad actor, so it doesn't ruin those movies. But here, it's, it was kind of cool to see him going for it. Even if he didn't maybe totally hit the mark, I enjoyed seeing him just kind of go crazy a little bit because has he really done that in any other movie? that if, I feel like I've seen at least 10 other movies that he's been in before. And um, yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, I, the funny thing is I was actually, James was making fun of Eisenberg's speech at his house saying that this is how Snyder actually tried to write the speech and that's why there's so many ums and, and wait, no, I didn't mean that. Well, it, was, um, it was when he was, it's, it's like he tries to give a fortune cookie line. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, nope, I'm not going to say that. Let me try to think of a different fortune cookie yeah. line. Nope, I'm not going to say that. And I just pictured that's exactly what, what whoever and, was doing the writing. And I just scene, pictured, exactly I just pictured Zack Snyder trying to emulate Aaron Sorkin's writing from from the social network for Jesse Eisenberg and then being like, wait, I can make this better, but he only makes it worse and less coherent than Sorkin does in, yeah. in his writing. That's Honestly, that's a lot of what I got from from Lex Luthor was sort of Sorkin-y lines and like Sorkin-y takes on the world and, and villains and gods and stuff. I, what about you, Josh? Did you, did you get any of that vibe from it? That the specific speech or just, just like in just general? the incoherence of the the he's how he's just trying to talk so grandiose about this world and everything and it just doesn't come off like one of the lines that I laughed at the most was when at one point uh, Batman is saying um, if there's even a one percent chance he's our enemy <laughs> we have to take it as an absolute certainty that he is and I'm and that was one that was in the trailer and the moment I heard it in the trailer I, this is just someone trying way too hard because that if you just actually think about that sentence it makes absolutely no sense when the whole reason they're mad at superman in the first place is because they're blaming him for ruining the city when he took on a big fight whereas they're proposing to do the same here all because of there's a one percent chance he might be our uh, our enemy and yeah. so yeah we're going to take him on because of a one percent chance and possibly do a bunch of other destruction to their to their point to the to their credit, I guess, where they ultimately end up having a lot of the fights is in a not so populated area, but it was still just a ridiculous line and there's and there's a lot of and there's a ton of writing like that throughout where it's like you're trying to make something that sounds super cool and it's just when you if you actually are thinking about the dialogue, it's just gonna make you shake your head. Yeah, and I, I think that's the critical flaw in the movie for me is that I, I think I don't remember what podcast you and I talked about it on, Josh, but there was a, a time where I was talking about how the, they had the test screenings for this movie and the results weren't going so well and the the studio thought that the movie was too smart for the audiences and I, and I think you and I had that conversation maybe it was off uh, audio I don't, re- but, I, don't, I don't remember specifically but it sounds like something that we might have talked about yeah and and it's interesting because the thematically and everything like they actually went for it kind of and I, I appreciate that and that's the thing with Superman beyond because he's kind of a boring superhero honestly to me um but the, the problems that he induces via government and people and democracy and being an alien and God, et cetera, et cetera. Those don't work for me. No, but the, those are the interesting things about him. And I think that a better film I, – I think that a better filmmaker could have made a more interesting movie that way. And I think it would have been a not even really an action movie and more of just a, a drama, right? So you wanted more of the stuff in the Capitol – if they did it correctly, yeah. Because how, well, how do they make that interesting to you? Because that's one thing we we're talking is about. Is that not? I mean, as, as a law student, is that not interesting to you? If, but you, here's the thing: is you you have to have the willing suspension of disbelief that there is an alien godlike figure on Earth, and what that means for the government and for the people and and for the laws and everything. And I I think that's interesting, but there's no way Snyder is capable of giving us that movie and he definitely didn't hear if i mean I, I in theory i can see a way in which that would make for an interesting story but at least in the ways i've seen it depicted on screen before i'm just really tired of people being afraid of the superhero who we know has good intentions it but it, how do you know i mean because he goes around saving people and it's pretty implicit that that's what he'd been doing for two years 
at, at this point because he fast forwards. They have a statue for him in the city and everything. We know that he he's been going around the city like literally saving lives for two years, and then because of one incident, all of a sudden we got to get this guy. We got to we got to get him out of the paint. Like it just doesn't really. I, I need I need to see a little more to make these these characters that are on the government side not to seem like cartoons that hate him for no reason when there's clearly been so much it's been he's he's done so much good and we see one incident where and it's in a in an area filled by terrorists and then all of a sudden we're gonna just all these government officials assume he's he, he's terrible he's the worst it, it I don't think you got to set it up better than that for me not to just roll my eyes because I feel like I've seen this a million times in movies where it's the the hero that does good stuff does the slightest thing wrong even not in superhero movies even in and while in in like in something like Twenty Four like Jack Bauer was always like government always just assumes yeah but he also went guy. rogue and did shit against the law it doesn't matter if you're doing I mean if you do something against the law you're doing something against the law whether you're a policeman whether I, you're well, okay, a superhero well, sure, or whatever I, I, I mean, at least oh, I at least enjoyed it where it's like. One of the guys is assuming, like, they have this montage in the movie where different people are giving their opinions on him, and one guy says, well, look, we've wel- we've already welcomed this alien into our world for the last two years. we got to understand that he's not one of us, and we can't apply every single rule and regulation to him. So that's one side of the argument, and the other side's the thing you're saying, but it's they, they, they show this statue, and it's like one little thing is enough to just turn the government against him, and I, 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 need, you to, I need to spend more. Well, I, I, the movie was already long well, enough, but I'd like to spend a little more time with the government people to at least hear their logic instead of just coming out of there in such a one-dimensional way. Yeah, I think that just goes more to uh, what Anthony's saying that is just, you can have it, but you got to do it right. Um, that, and it also just goes back to the fact that the conflict here is just forced. And yeah, they just, just thrust it, us into this no government sense. conflict, and it's yeah. like, wait, you, you need can to do introduce... It in a way. Yeah, you need to introduce this conflict, and you need to say, okay, we have this figure. Do we apply our domestic laws to him, or do we... Like, the the dude on CNN in the movie is like, well, clearly we need to apply a different standard, right? And it's like, as a government, do you create that standard for him? Whether he's good or not, that's the whole point Ben Affleck is saying is, if there's a 1% chance that at some point he's not good, like, what if someone turns him evil? They don't know what other meta-humans are out there doing i mean the one thing i will say is that i thought it was a really cool visual site so this is where i kind of get what you're saying i thought it was a cool visual visual to have him walking through to the courthouse just him in all in, in all of his regalia walking past all these people and into there i like that and i and i actually did get kind of excited for a second to see how is his normal justice system going to actually interact with him in that room i i liked how that looked but at the same time like I think it's what we. It sounds like what we're all agreeing on is to get to that specific point. Though there's got to be a lot more legwork put in, and and there's so much shit that they could have cut out in the first hour that could have been spent making that setup a little more uh, grounded and understandable. Yeah. Um, okay. So, do you guys think that Henry Cavill is a good Superman, like cast wise, casting wise? What, so what, what? I think we were already talking about how this is just a. He's a little more boring by nature, probably than and not as complicated as maybe some other superheroes are. I actually randomly, like when I was in middle school, spent a lot of time watching this the Lois and Clark TV series with Terry Hatcher and Dean Cain. And I, at around the same time, I, I watched Smallville a lot randomly, even though I probably the only CW show I've ever actually watched religiously. So those are like my two main reference points. Reference points. I, I, don't, I never watched the, the old movies with Christopher Reeve that much, and I, I, I haven't watched Superman Returns since that came on. So like Smallville and the Dean Cain series are the two things I have to go off of. And those are stories I just inherently liked a little more. I'm, as I kind of indicated earlier in the podcast, I, I'm not a fan of these 
hero fights the hero thing. I don't think they're that suspenseful just by their nature. So those 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 stories were about them taking on certain villains. So I just got more out of that, and I think that those kind of stories were just written lighter, just by their nature being serialized TV shows on basic cable. So they're going for something totally different. If you put this guy and try and insert a guy that's already a little bit more bland by nature into such a gritty story where everyone's not saying as many things, I don't think it's going to do much. It's going to it makes it harder on the actor, I think. Well, I can't tell if he's if it's bland because of the material or if it's bland because of Cavill. Because when you give him these, like every line he's given is just this self-tortured, overly melodramatic line about that stuff. Yeah, I agree. I don't mind the stuff when he's Clark. Uh, I think I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how much there's more you can do with that. But I, I kind of buy him as just like what I think. What I think of when I yeah. think Clark Kent. Yeah, it's similar to to a lot of his core things are similar to like spider-man in the sense of like nobody knows who he is and he's sort of trying to defend this guy and so he takes good pictures of spider-man right like in in spider-man and whatever and and in here he's like trying to defend superman because or trying to talk about how batman is doing the wrong thing not superman and i respect that but it's just i don't really care and i, I but don't that, know but 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 if you're asking about the actor, yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I think he's. I, th- I thought he was well cast at first, but Man of Steel was just so bad that I don't know if it was because it was just so gritty, and he's just not that gritty of a dude. Like he's, I feel like he should have the charisma to do it. I do, but I, I do haven't, too. I haven't seen but it in two movies. Just, now. The, just the way they do these movies, though, until that, until that last scene where they're, where they're. Um, until the last scene of this movie, there's not there's not a ton of action. With, I don't think it's a spoiler to really say that, with how much we've already said how nothing really happens. So there's barely until that last sequence, there's not a lot of him doing stuff as Superman. So that limits his like just thinking about it. Can you guys think of what he really did? They showed him going down to Mexico to save someone. They um, even when he is Superman, though, he's just so depressing. Yeah, I get, but I guess, like, but fuck, you I gotta make, be yeah. Superman for the next. It's like the director's sitting there telling him, just like, don't be happy that you're Superman. Be miserable right now. So there's yeah. there's a scene where he where he tracks down Batman earlier in the movie, and I'm trying to think if there's one other chance that he had. Um, he tra- he tra- Batman's tracking some yeah. other people. I won't spoil yeah. it. Yeah, that yeah. that point. But there's not like another point where he actually is in Superman regalia in the first part of the film where he is given any dialogue. Nope. So it's I don't want to put too much blame on him. I get I get this just him as an actor. He can naturally be a little more charismatic, but he's not really given a chance to even show it. And I think that's more on the filmmakers than it is on him. Yeah. I, we can't definitively say he's good, but I don't think you can definitively say he's bad because he sure. hasn't given us the opportunity to show he, show he is one yeah. way or the other. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, all right. What about Affleck? Good? Bad? I think I'd give him a thumbs up if we're doing a Rotten Tomatoes type scoring, but I, I, I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of percent I would I would give to him, but I'm, I'm not gonna yeah I mean I I don't I don't have I don't have a lot bad to say about him like you said it was just they put him in the he played gritty fine I mean it's a matter of how much we like the extent to which they make the movie gritty but he didn't do anything wrong no so. I think he was I yeah. think he was a solid Batman um, I, I I actually don't think Bale would have fit in this universe personally right. Bale would have seemed misplaced to me in this kind of setting that Snyder had in in this movie in Man of Steel. Can you elaborate on how you what what what, what is it about him that's different from Affleck? Do you think is it? Hard, can you say that you know, um, makes you feel that way? Yeah, I I don't know, man. Maybe it's just because we've had the finished product, I guess, of 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 Bale as Batman, and I sort of just 
understand I understand how he's playing the character and I understand his motivations from Batman Begins and Dark Knight and all the shit he's been through and sort of just how he would react in these situations. But the other thing is, um, this isn't really a spoiler because it's out there, but I'm all for the, the version of Batman who actually kills people. I think that's a compelling storyline, and I think Affleck will play that well when they give him more material material on that because, I don't know, I, I thought it was cool and I thought it was an, uh, adds a dimension to the character he has to play. Yeah, I really don't have much to say. Yeah, about I mean, Affleck. I, I thought I, he was I, fine. I, I mean, yeah. he's. I don't have strong he enough just opinion. Didn't have much to work with. I don't so have a strong enough opinion on the Christian Bale ver- Like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know if they did a ton to. I don't. I didn't. Like, I, I, that's, that's more to you if you saw that. But I just didn't see enough discernible differences for me to make me feel strong about. I, I was always cool with Christian Bale, and I'm cool with this. But I, it's harder for me to to articulate any differences myself. Yeah. So, but I, but I never really had a problem with Christian Bale, and I didn't have a problem with this. My, my problems were with the. The, the story of the movie than with yeah. actually the performances yeah okay it. so last thing before we get to spoilers I guess I, I thought Gal was really good as Wonder Woman although she was she really in the like movie 10 for lines. 30 seconds yeah. yeah well she was in it but like they just showed her doing stuff she didn't really get the same much yeah. I thought it was interesting I because we don't actually hear her say anything in the trailers so I thought it was fine, pretty cool that they didn't make her try and do an American accent because that would have been that could have gone wrong possibly we've never seen her do that so who knows? She's um, she's from Israel. She speaks fine English. She just does it with an accent. I thought they were maybe going to make her try and cover it up, and they didn't, which was probably smart, which that was yeah. just my initial thought when yeah. I heard her talk. Yeah, I noticed the accent. I'm, and my, I think for one second I was like, hmm, Wonder Woman has an accent now, and I just didn't care anymore. Like, yeah. for one second yeah. I just did not care. Yeah. It, it's, it's almost I think it's, I think it's more distracting if you um, try and – make her sound american and yeah. she struggles with it yeah which is good. i i think um, the mystery of her character was was interesting they didn't go too much into it and they sort of had these random video clips or pictures etc and you're like oh that's interesting i want to learn more about this and we don't but we will in justice league and i guess in the solo wonder, wonder woman, woman movie, movie. Mm-hmm. um yes yeah, so i don't know if you guys have well, anything else before we do spoilers i'll or... just say that one of the reasons that i'm not as quick to call this um not as bad as, or i'm not as quick to call this worse than man of steel was because with i actually won't go into any detail of the scenes because i think we've done a pretty good job of not doing that for someone that hasn't seen it and doesn't want to know anything but there is this the first scene where um both uh wonder woman and batman and superman are are all in their presence i thought that was actually a pretty well done scene and it was oh, interesting yeah, it was how awesome. they were interacting just the ways in which um they they were unaware of what clark kent was capable of and the actions they were doing in his presence and i thought it was a pretty well done scene even if there was one problematic portion of it that i can talk about after this but something like that was very well done and just having a character like um wonder woman's presence who was done it was done very well and seeing the ways which they use her throughout the first half of the film even if the rest of it was bad i got more out of that than i got out of anything else in man of steel and that's kind of what made me a little hesitant to say this was worse even if there were a lot of things i found worse yeah i'll go ahead and and say this was better than man of steel but okay i thought you guys were on the no, 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 no. Oh, okay. no. I, I, I don't think there, but I'm not sure. Either. I don't okay. think that I want to watch this movie again, though. No, no, I, no. I, no, I wouldn't expect anyone to do that. But that was just <laughs> um, that. That was just that. That was one thing I wanted to say was because the way they used her, I, with, I can say that without spoiling anything. It was the way she was yeah. inserted at certain points definitely made it more interesting than Man of Steel was. Where it's just the most pointless movie for the first hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and move to spoilers. So if you don't want to know plot 
certain plot of this movie, spoilers, etc. Uh, take a break, go see the movie, I guess, and then come back and listen. Uh, we'll have a little break here. All right, we're back. Uh, so we're talking about um, Gods of Egypt. Uh, sorry, sorry. We're talking about <laughs> Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, so we're going to do spoilers right now, and I'm going to start um, with a fundamental question of, does Zack Snyder really think that people believe Superman is dead? What kind of fuckery is that? Yeah, that that was... <sighs> You dragged it for so long. So long. It's, like, so it's, long. A, it's just such a stupid way to derive any kind of tension. There's no tension or anything. from it. It's like none of us, like no. unless someone's really dumb, they don't believe that for a second. <laughs> so to make the whole last twenty minutes of the movie about that is just so. Am I, is he expecting me to feel something other than skepticism and this dubiousness and? Just thinking you're really dumb for doing it this way. I liked what you said when we were watching, and like Lois is there. They're all there at the funeral. And then, like, they cut later, and then, oh, you know, Batman's, you know, yeah. Lex in the jail, and then cut yeah, back again. Ten minutes later, they yeah, cut back to Lois. And then Lois is still there, and I'm just like, wait, how is she still there? They've It's like days have been passed, and you're like, oh, yeah, she's got to wait three days for him to rise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it's just, I just like... Feel, I feel so bad for Amy Adams watching this. I don't. Too. She shows her path. <laughs> she chose her path. It's, it's, I don't feel bad after at After this year, there's a good chance with a couple other movies she comes out, she's going to be seven-time Oscar nominee Amy Adams, and then she's going to have, like, this. And it's just... I, 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 well, maybe I shouldn't feel bad for her, but it's just, like... It sticks out like a sore thumb more with her, for, for me, more so than anyone else, just because I know how good of an actor she is. To, like, seeing her deliver some of this dialogue, it's just like, oh, God, like, why are you doing this? And it's just like, oh. Yeah, and going back to my own question, I think that if he didn't have the last scene where they're like where the dirt is rising and Superman's gonna rise, then I, it would have been better. I would have, I uh, mean, I wouldn't have believed it at all. Still, uh, but as like a it's stupid either movie way. going audience, like you can't spend twenty minutes of your movie trying <laughs> to convince people that Superman is dead. When we, Dawn of Just, when we know, Justice we League know is coming there's out. Justice yeah. League movies coming out, and they're not going to do a Justice League without Superman. So why are you spending the last twenty minutes of your movie on this crap? Doesn't make any sense to me. Why not just spend twenty more minutes with? Um, don't have don't have Superman even pretend to die, and you can just have him hanging out with um, with Wonder Woman and Batman, and just and actually and, have and, and dialogue have, have, and establish fucking friendship. Mm. Yeah, what? Inst- instead of instead of um, my favorite part characters. of my favorite the favorite thing that anyone's ever said in a movie theater was when um, Anthony said at a certain point where Batman. Yeah, we spoilers. You can you can go. Ahead. Yeah, I, I, was, I was trying to think of the best way to lead into it, but there, there's the point at which uh, Batman and Superman it, it becomes not Batman v Superman. Any, anymore but Batman and Superman on the same team when Su- Batman finds out that Superman has a mom with the same name as his mom and then <laughs> and, and then, and then they're, both, they're both named Martha and all of a sudden he's about to he decides wait I'm not going to kill him anymore and then Anthony says did we just become best friends <laughs> yeah. and it's the hardest I've probably laughed harder than I've laughed at any comedy I've seen in the last two years I had to contain myself because of the girl sitting next to me oh, I was dying but I at, at that point at it's like okay they're now he's they're totally on the same team when he saves Lois he's like it's okay or when he saves Martha Kent, he's like, it's okay, I'm a friend of your son's. It's like, all right, now they're friends. So, okay, that's fine if they're in the middle of this big fight and you don't have time to establish why they're friends aside from the fact that their moms have the same name. And they both wear capes. That too. But, <laughs> yeah. okay, so, 
that as ridiculous as that is, I can understand them not having more time to delve into those things when there's a big alien dude attacking everyone. So why not just spend the last 20 minutes of the movie of them talking about this stuff and in a way just kind of setting things up for the next movie instead of us just having to having us try to trying to convince us that he's dead when we all know he's not. Yeah, I mean, it, it, one of my central complaints is if your whole movie is like hinged on these two characters' moms having the same name, you should probably have another rewrite. Well, yeah, and I don't, it's already dumb. I, I like I, I already hinted at the beginning, and I, this is one thing I might want to ask James is I just think it's dumb because we well the, the, before the trailer even gave it away, it's like I know there I know there's going to be a Justice League movie. I don't need I know them facing off isn't going to result in one of them dying. They're not going to kill off one of these things. So I don't unless people are just really that into seeing the two of them fight, which good. It's, it, it's, it's interesting. fine for you if they are, but like I know like we already said, we know that he can't beat Superman, so we know he has to use the kryptonite on him, and then it can turn into kind of a fight. And it's if if, if you really like that, that's fine. But it's like I just never think for a second that they're not going to end up on the same team when I see that's the name of the movie. But I get do the comics do it better because that that's part, kind of what saps a little bit of this the tension from it from the get go for me because I just know this is a kind of a pointless feud they're going to have for an hour and a half, and then they're going to be on the same team. I mean, usually with with the conflicts. I mean, I don't know a ton about DC okay. comics. Uh, I'm really more of a Marvel guy, but um, I know that Batman, the way they do it, they set it up is usually Batman has all these different contingencies for all the different superheroes in because like because of all the like cosmic entities wherever there are circumstances where mm-hmm. for some reason you might have to take down these guys who are friends now, but something could happen. They can be possessed or whatever. And yeah, so you yeah, have yeah. Batman being the the detective. Uh, he has all the contingencies just in case. So like that's kind of how they that I know that they set it up. That would make a little more sense. Yeah. But I just thought it was kind of dumb that they spent all that time on this, and it's like our moms have the same name. No, that, yeah, yeah. Well, no. Well, I think more than anything, the whole Batman versus Superman thing is sort of like a, I don't want to say fan service because it's not really that, but it's also like. It's cool to see Batman fight Superman on screen in like a epic battle, but at the same time, it just it just gets so you don't even get to enjoy it because of Zack Snyder. The screen Junkies did like an honest trailer of the actual trailer, and like they 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 pretty much said it right from the beginning. They're like, "This is Batman versus Superman, rush to the Justice League." There's yep. there's they have no intention of making a Batman versus Superman movie. Yeah, it was just a hook to get yeah. people. To see a uh, intro, yeah. two and a half hour intro to the Justice League. Yeah, that's I don't know. Um, I have more things, but I will let you. We'll we'll, we'll go one by one here. Uh, James, you wanna? You have a another uh, complaint here on your list? I mean, I just want to go back to that Martha thing for a second. Just yes. How, like e- even what you're saying, like if they don't have time to do it, you could still come up with so many better ways to make them stop fighting each other than just why did you say that name? Yeah, couldn't he have just said no one else's name Martha except my mother? He's gonna kill my mom. Like, yeah, that would have been more compelling than (sighs) save Martha. Because at that point, he doesn't know how bad Lex really is. So just give give him some kind of real explanation other than just saying the word Martha. Because he, while they might know Lex is a sketchy character, it's clear at that point that um, Bruce doesn't really quite understand to what extent. So having some kind of conversation would just make a little more yeah. sense. It's like hard to have a conversation when you got like your knee on someone's throat, but I don't know. I'm not a conversation expert, but <laughs> that's, uh, I would say well, that. You might and, not have had to have taken it that far in the first place then. With the um, and, and, and can we, 
can we please go back to this is my least favorite part of all the, the Nolan Batman universe is spoilers I don't give a fuck if you haven't seen Dark Knight Rises it's four years old in Dark Knight Rises right at the end uh, Batman is talking to Gordon and Gordon is like or he tells Gordon like I was the kid that you saved in mm-hmm. like eight years ago whatever it was and and then they flash back to Gordon meeting the same scene from Batman Begins where Gordon is sitting there with little Bruce right. and he's like oh shit it's Batman and it's like well everybody fucking knows it was Batman as soon as you said that and this movie, Zack Snyder did the same thing. He was like, wait, Martha? And then they just flashed back to the stupid uh, fucking yeah. sh- shooter killing them outside of the theater. How many times do we need to see that? You would think, I feel like... Why did they open the movie with them dying again? How many fucking times do we need to see that? That the next thing I said. Do we need another little... Do you, do you ever hear anyone saying, like, I thought that was really well done. I like how they no. showed that beginning of his life no. with his parents. I, I feel like with both Spider-Man and Batman, those two specifically, it's... You never really hear anyone praising the flashbacks. I think everyone knows enough about them that you don't need to do that. But then I don't understand. I just don't get why they insist on doing that over and over again. Well, even with, even with Man of Steel, with that whole opening sequence, was the stupidest thing ever. We know that he gets sent to Earth by his parents. Like you don't. I, I, it's just like you're wasting such Steel, valuable screen In Man of Steel, it's more defensible, I think, because you need to set up Zod, I guess. Yeah, you need to set up Zod, and Russell Crowe's character comes back. Um, and I think it's I think it's a little more acceptable there, especially because it's a different planet and it's cool and it's not like two people walk out of theater and they get shot and then the kid survives and the thief runs away. I mean, we're sitting here asking, did we did he need another origin story? I, I'm wondering, did he did Snyder literally have that scene just for the tie-in for the yeah. Martha? Like, did he literally have that entire yeah. sequence? Well, you just don't even for need that because they showed the gravestone. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They yeah. could have opened yeah. if they just opened the movie with them at the funeral. That's telling. That's it. That's all. You you can be subtle, Zach. You can be subtle. You don't need no, to. No, we need his father to sit there and whisper, Martha. Oh my god. <laughs> like at least at least have him call Bruce's name and them have a conversation, right? Yeah. Like, there's nothing. And he just does like as much as I love 300 and as much as I love the 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 style of sequence he used with Gal in the with Wonder Woman in the fight scene with Doomsday, etc., with the the slow mo and all that. He's doing that with people dying and whispering, and it's like, I don't give a fuck. It's so dumb to see Bruce's dad just whisper Martha for 45 seconds nope. to get through a name. It's just so dumb and un- unnecessary. What else do we need to, what else do we need to say again? Um, let's, can we talk about uh, General Zod, Michael Shannon? Best performance he's done <laughs> in like six years? Hey, that's a little unfair with how much we praised him on the 99 Homes podcast, but... Just, it was just kind of funny because we, you, you, you told me to prepare for how bad it was in Man of Steel and how you'd had to defend your position on him being bad in Man of Steel, and then I more so agreed with you, and then we're like, oh, what is I going to have him do here? And he really went for it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he really killed that uh, that zombie like death scene. I mean, what a guy. <laughs> Yeah, you know how hard it is to sit That's there a pretty and not easy payday. You know, it's a pretty good payday. You know how hard it is for General Zod to not speak with his throat veins coming out? That was tough for Michael Shannon to pull off. I mean, I'm not 100% sure it was him. Was <laughs> yeah, body double? Bo- no, I think it might have been CGI. CGI? Uh, when I was looking at it, I was thinking that might it looked kind of CGI. I have to say, I, I didn't see too much. I didn't notice the CGI as like bothersome in this movie. I did. Well, see, I noticed it way more in Man of Steel as bothersome no, than in this one. What 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 did you find 
I noticed it really badly during the the Batmobile chase scene. Oh, like that, that scene was pretty bad. You could, the CGI is just like you could see it everywhere. I was just it enjoying was very the distracting. Cool, I was just enjoying the cool new Batmobile kind of, but it was yeah. I guess uh, don't don't say things. It's like I like like three <laughs> things in the movie. Um, did you guys like the fight scene at the end with all three of them? No. I thought it was a cool little like five second pan of the three of them standing that's, there. That's where I actually kind of think. I thought the movie was. I like... almost prefer Man of Steel to this movie okay. because the I feel like the at least the Man of Steel there's some decent fight fighting here and there. It's not like the entire sequence isn't great, but like there's spots here. I can think of maybe like two or three frames where like maybe Wonder Woman is like you know he cuts the leg out from under Doomsday. That was cool. And, and like when she chops his arm off a couple times, but the rest of the action is just Doomsday, just exploding. Yeah, like yeah. they weren't really. It was fighting. like the Amazing Spider-Man too, just like n- like the, yeah. new, the Jamie Foxx was. Yeah, too. I avoided that. I never saw that. It's one so, of the worst uh, movies. Uh, okay, of all there time. you go. So maybe that's another. Is that another one that's worse than this? Uh, it might be. It might be. It might yeah, be as. Yeah, it might be. Okay. Well, on the, for me, on the final fight scene, I thought it was. I, I agree with you. Like you, th- those, there were a couple of Wonder Woman shots that were good, and I thought. First, we, we we one of the other areas we got shushed by that little girl was when we laughed at him going to save Lois again. Oh and, my god! And, and I get I get that part of Superman mythology is he saves Lois a lot, but I thought they were gonna finally just let her not be a damsel in distress for like the fifth time in the movie and let her at least re- return the Kryptonite yeah. sword. And that's not I mean like yeah, that's a lot for that's still a lot of asking. That's still a little bit of suspension of disbelief, expecting she can dive down that deep and carry something that heavy and climb out of that water. I mean, water. you saw Man of Steel when she's on a helicopter with the military. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. So <laughs> it, it, She's but, qualified. But it, it's, not like the, it's not like the biggest leap for her to at least just get that sword from one place and bring it up there. No, and, not at all. And then at that point, I would have... You see, it's a little ridiculous to hear her hear her... her for him to hear her thumping and then going there. And I would have rather her just gotten that on her own. And then, and since we're, we're all in agreement, we didn't need superhero, Superman dying him somehow getting the sword to batman and then maybe letting batman kill him or wonder because woman. or wonder, or wonder, wonder woman because it's yeah. like at that point i think they while yes this thing is doing a lot of damage and they're trying to stop it it wouldn't have like been, at that point it wouldn't have like been detrimental to their cause to just figure out how to get the sword to someone else figure out he is he yes it's going to take a lot out of him to then go kill him himself but it's not. It's it's still putting him through a little bit of a struggle if he has to like somehow not just totally fall flat on his face by carrying the kryptonite sword to one of the other two superheroes. Yeah. Yeah, they could have easily done that with one. Yeah, of them. Batman yeah, so I was, was fucking. The entire time. Batman, Batman wasn't was doing hiding, anything. Bro. Bro. So he was he just like gonna die. He, he shot. He shot his one kryptonite bullet, and then he's just chilling for the rest of the yeah. scene. Why not just have Superman have to struggle to get it to him, and yeah. then let him finish it off? Let him put it in his gun and shoot a spear so, at Doomsday yeah, or something. That, that would be like another cool thing for us to look at. Besides Wonder Woman, I will say, him. I will say Doomsday was kind of a letdown for me. Um, I don't know about you, James. He's but a huge letdown. He's just one big. Blob. Self-exploding yeah, blob was, of nothing. It, yeah, it was pretty dumb. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't know that the fight scene was not that great. I I just enjoyed I I enjoyed the rapport the three of them had, even though Superman's so boring in fights for the most part. Um, yeah, but uh, Wonder Woman was good. I hinted at it in the um, in the in the non-spoiler section, but I can just talk about it a little more here. Is that scene at uh, Luther's mansion? 
uh-huh. that was where where all of them yeah. were involved, and I thought that was done pretty that well. Was, yeah, especially because he's hearing the microphone. That was what chatter. I liked. That was that kind was of really cool. cool. That was cool. that that was cool. It was a little ridiculous how easy it was to compromise Lex Luthor's security system. That mm-hmm. that was like I was like, oh come on, like maybe he can do something a little more creative but than he's he simply Batman. Walked through. <laughs> but like yeah, because he's Batman, he can do something a little interesting besides just literally walking through a door yep. to all of his security systems. Yeah. That was like oh come on, make, make him do something a little because they could have made him do something cool just yeah. to look at even like in with that the part. cell phone. Just yeah. Cloning. Yeah, just use cell yeah, that, yeah, that was cool. I've never that. seen cell phones being cloned like that in a movie before. So that was that yeah. invented by by Alfred. I don't, I, I don't know, but like, I that that was the one part of that that was just like, oh come on. But it was it was a cool thing of cat and mouse, and no one exactly knows what the others are up to, and we we know a lot more than them, so it's kind of fun to see how they interact. That was like even that, with that Lex really Luthor cool too. Cool yeah. Like Clark Kent meets Batman, ba- or meets Bruce Wayne. Bruce yeah. Wayne meets Clark Kent, and it's yeah. like, wait, why would he be interested in that? But it's I don't know. I you're you're right. I that was a good scene. That was, I mean that um, scene for me was I I, I enjoyed watching yeah. that more than I enjoyed watching anything in Man. Outside of the speech, I mean that speech was really terrible. But was, it was supposed to be bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it was like <laughs> but it was like, you know, it was it was bad even though it was supposed to be bad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, one of the biggest problems I I said this to James during the movie. They completely skipped over one of the most important part things to me in superhero movies when Lois now knows that Clark Kent is Batman or is Superman. Sorry, right? And they just skipped over it. Well, no, we knew we knew that in Man of Steel. Did we? No, we didn't. I didn't. No way. That. He puts sure? on the glasses in the last scene. And she doesn't know that it's him. Huh. I haven't seen it in four years. But yeah, that's the thing. I couldn't remember because no, I've only seen it I'm, once. And I I'm ninety percent sure she did not know he was Superman. Oh. In Man of Steel. Do you you don't you don't you don't remember? So I, you, I thought I thought she I thought she had figured it out. Maybe I don't, I really didn't remember. Well, if she did, well then fuck me. But I don't yeah. think she did. I do. I think I would have remembered that because I was so pissed off. I thought at it was kind of, of a given at the end of Man of Steel. I was so pissed off at the end of Man of Steel when he just put the glasses on and and I know that's in the comics, but it's so dumb. And Larry yeah. Fishburne is over here. Like, hey, Clark, what's up, man? <laughs> yep. And fucking, can we talk about Lawrence Fishburne? What, what is per- like he served no purpose in this movie. Well, well a what? Is, well, how is he not getting paychecks for better movies? That's he's true. in the Matrix and he's in Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Shout yeah. out Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Um, <laughs> and he and it's just like, hey, you know, two years ago I was in building that collapsed because of aliens, and now yep. there's there's alien activity going on outside. But let me stay inside Everybody this stay this hundred story <laughs> building and watch TV. Yeah, I, I, I just looked it up on Wikipedia, and I'm, I'm, she knows throughout Man of Steel that he's Superman. She tracks him down to the um, does she? To where oh, she she tracks him down when he's ice. in the Fortress of Solitude or the Ice Place or whatever, uh, whatever you that's call right. it. That's right. And then and then she and then she tracks really? him back down to Kansas. Like she yeah, saves you're right, her there. You're right, you're right. It's, it's kind of I a given throughout. I remember thinking it was weird because so much of both Smallville and like. Like I said, the Lewis and Clark adventures. Yeah, she like, went to his family's home and she talks about she talks about his secret and stuff with yeah, them and stuff like that. Like I it's just kind of a given that. throughout Man of Steel. Like that's a, I want to make sure I was remembering Sorry, right. Guys. Not gonna lie, it took me two sittings to get through Man of Steel. I started it Friday night, fell asleep, finished it Saturday. So thought maybe I wasn't quite as observant, but like she does no, no, know. Right. And you're I just right. thought, it was, and I remember thinking it was kind of weird because that was just a given from the beginning Damn. of this story because it's like such a big deal when she finds out in both Smallville well, and it's in, not a big deal though. Yeah, they just decide not to make a thing out of it here it should be a thing yeah that's like a big deal you, you never see kirsten dunst fucking like oh you're yeah oh this guy's spider-man whatever Wait, you what? were talking about that though uh it, i remember the scene when you were mentioning yeah. it it yeah, was the scene she where she's in the, the tub yeah, yeah and that scene bothered me for a very different reason because <laughs> she's in the tub and she goes through like three different completely 
different sets of emotions oh, in a yeah. span of 10 seconds. Yeah. Like, first she's sitting there and she's like, oh my God, what did I just see? You know, because she just got back from all those people. Yeah, and she has murdered. the bullet. Yeah. And then, and then in five seconds, she's like, oh, how can you ever love me, Superman? And then five seconds later, okay, let's make out in the tub. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Yeah, there's way too many scenes of of Henry Cavill just like saving somebody and then just staring at their faces they talk to him yeah, and then flying away. Yeah, he just floats above and just sits there. And he just flies away. <laughs> and it's just like, I just like don't know how you watch that and you're like, yep, n- nailed it. That's Superman <laughs> yeah. right there. This dude who doesn't speak and just saves people and it's like, this dude has a, like a charisma and he feels good about saving people and this goes back to what James said earlier and it's just he does these good deeds and he doesn't get any satisfaction. No, he's because just miserable like, the whole time. And it's just like, to be miserable. I understand the the theme of like it's such a burden for him and that's why Diane Lane has these stupid fucking lines where she's like, You don't owe these people anything, but if you do it you have to be all or nothing. Oscar nominee Diane Lane. People <laughs> they, they be, same with Marissa Tomei gonna be um Aunt May and Spider Man. Like these these, Yo, these, these great actresses way more than this. These actresses keep garbage. signing up for concerned mom and concerned wife and concerned um, guardian roles. It's, come on. Can you we guys are right, we need to talk about this fucking scene with uh his dad in, in the middle of nowhere. Oh, why? Geez. I was like tuning that. Why? Out. I don't. I I, 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 I was zoned out too. I don't. I, what, yeah. what the hell do they even talk about? You, you can tell us. He told a story about his farm and about oh, yeah, how right, he right, thought right, he right, was okay. saving people, but then he ended up killing horses. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> dude the night, yeah, Shit, I remember man. the nightmares ever go away. Fuck, you, and... you, you, you killed horses, man. <laughs> Fuck these people that I just killed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What was it? it was something like. I thought I saved things. I and thought the I saved were the dying. Farm. I was eating my birth, my my, 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 birth, my hero cake. cake, my hero cake. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and apparently he has nightmares about these horses dying, yeah. like by accident. Yeah. And then um, the worst scene in the whole movie when Batman is watching his data, his decryption go, and then falls asleep, and then is like, "Hey, Lois Lane is the key." To everything, and then they have just oh, seen yeah. with Batman him in the has, desert. Batman has prophetic dreams now. What the hell is that? Yeah, and he's just in the <laughs> desert fighting like CIA people. Well, yeah, I don't that, know. And like, it's like, hey, remember this one comic book where uh, Superman is evil because Lois Lane is dead, and he yeah. actually is possessed and kills everybody. And it's like, wait, what? If you could set that up, that would actually create a real conflict. Hell yeah! But like, they, but it's just a single. Lois. It's like a one scene throwaway in this movie. It just, but it doesn't make any sense. That's, yeah, it doesn't make sense in the context of this movie. But like, that's how you set up a legitimate, you know, conflict Be, yeah, between Batman sure. and Superman. If if there's like a real reason for Batman to believe Superman's going to turn this way, rather than just, rather than just. Yeah, him I having agree. a random dream about the future that apparently now Bruce Wayne can dream about the future. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I guess Larry Fishburne brought over the the Matrix powers from Home, yeah. Homegirl. <laughs> he's good at he's good at summoning helicopters. In the Matrix. Trinity. Trinity. Oh no no the the Oracle. The Oracle. Oracle. Yeah, 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 yeah. About, yeah yeah yeah. Batman's an Oracle now. <laughs> um, it just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense. The tonal shifts are just so confusing to me. That really, I only got one tone the whole movie. It's <laughs> <Dark. miserable. laughs> Um Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what else do you guys have written down? I, the only other thing I had written down was basically just, and I think this will inherently make Justice League a little better, is that I'm just, I'm ready for another movie to have a compelling villain. Um, I, I, I just, like I said, I just didn't buy the two of them facing off the entire time, and you guys, like you said, Doomsday is a bit of a letdown. It's, it's, it's why, like, I just... I think why the Christopher Nolan movies were really good. I mean, they, they all there was always someone that was at least a little interesting on the other side, or much more interesting in the case of the Joker. And 
just give it's not that it's it's not i mean yeah it's not easy but it's also not by no means impossible just to write some kind of compelling villain on the other side as yeah. opposed to just fighting against the government who wants to bring you down or fighting yeah. against the other superhero who we know you're not going to stay yeah. fighting against just create some compelling bad guys and you already have it in the source material if you just put the effort in to write yeah, it yeah i mean besides spider-man i don't think marvel's really fucked up with a villain uh recently in their movies but i mean definitely they did in spider-man but i don't know i mean it, it, there was lex luther was not very compelling at all no he sh- will be, I guess, but he's also just like a cog for. If he these... had some actual motivation, yeah. he might have been compelling because yeah. he actually, like you said, he had character at least. Yeah, and it's like some of those lines I would have bought even more if there was just some kind of substance to them, but it's just him saying right. lines for it's, the it's sake of saying. It's cookie, fortune cookie yeah. dialogue. They're coming. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. The red gates are coming. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. I laughed at that. But what was he screaming at the end through the prison bars? It was, it was just like, the, it's he's, coming? Or he's saying he can't unring the bell. Oh, yeah. unring the bell. <laughs> he's saying he already summoned all of the yeah. all of the villains to come to Earth to fight in Justice League. <laughs> they, yeah, they basically yeah they took that right from uh, what the first yeah. Avengers movies. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh yeah, the Earth can fight back now. So yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so I don't know. I mean, that's uh, that's all I got. I mean, I'm sure I have more, but I liked how they answered the Man of Steel criticism about Superman not saving enough people and just letting all these innocent people die. Their solution was to have three separate times a throwaway line of "Don't worry, this area is deserted." I know. Like, they did it three times. I, I know, counted. I know. And, and it, it's, it's the exact opposite in Avengers, too. They address it in Avengers. Yeah. And they're like, especially in Ultron, when they have their rising yeah. city and everything. Their goal is to save yeah. people. Yeah. Well, even in the lower level Marvel um, uh, TV shows on Netflix, they're, they're referencing the collateral damage that has yeah. been done and not right. letting you forget about yeah. what they did. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about, for a second, uh, the first scene where, where Bruce Wayne is just driving into terror and, like... What's oh, happening? Oh, yeah. This, we get no explanation of what's going on, right? The whole time I'm just asking myself, I thought that what was, is he trying to do? I thought that this he's was... running into smoke. Like, what are you going to accomplish, I, bro? I, yeah, with the trailers, I thought he was running in to save the girl, yeah. but he's just running in for no reason. Yeah. He, well, he's trying to he's trying to go to his building. Yeah, like it's he's like, going to do why? something. <laughs> they didn't start evacuating until they called him on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> he called them on the phone. Yeah. Like, you, you didn't get the hint before you got the call from him with I, that on, big thing out your window? I swear to God, for like 10 minutes, I thought that this was th- that scene was having simultaneously as Man of Steel ended. Mm-hmm. I thought that the first scene of Dawn of Justice with, with Batman doing that was was him fighting General Zod, was Superman fighting General Zod, and like this is a different perspective. But nope, that was no. just two years later, him fighting aliens that we have no yeah. idea who they are. So, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I didn't... Wait, what are you... I thought... No, so, I, th- I thought it was the same thing as Man of Steel. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the same yeah, exact shit. Yeah, it's the same okay, exact shit. Oh. what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it, it jumped ahead two years after that. Oh, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, that was Man of Steel. Yeah, that was the end of Man that's of Steel. That's what I thought. Yeah, that makes right, no right. fucking sense. Why? why I, it's just so I random. Mean, his actions make no sense, but what do you mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's just stupid. No, it definitely is the like, same. Was, like, it, they just wanted, they just want, they just thought it'd be cool to show. Hey, he was there at the end of that uh, last movie. It's part you guys of the forced conflicts, trying that's to get dumb. Bruce. Bruce he's is he's seeing, he's Superman. seeing everything that Superman did. Yeah, when really it's not him. It's just yeah. Part of the and they conflict. had such a. And you were talking about collateral damage, and they had this fucking dude with the most obvious bomb of all time. Yep. Hey, be collateral damage, and me and James were like bomb. Yep. This dude before he even <laughs> sits down in Jesse Eisenberg's chair, like bomb. Yep. He's like, hey, we're gonna go to the to the capital and uh 
They don't even talk about how yeah. Senator died. They're just like, yeah, all right, let's move on. Why did that even, like, I, the way that happened, too, uh, the way they hold the hearings annoyed me. Yeah. Um, like, it's two years after those events, so we know all the collateral damage. However, thousands of many people died. How many thousand people injured? But this one guy comes into the senator's office and like, look, I'm in a wheelchair. So we now we can make it happen. Now. Yeah, now we can have hearings. The, the thousand people dying, not enough, but the dude with no legs. <laughs> James said. Yeah. James said, "Wait, that's it?" <laughs> and I was like, "I know, right? Just thousands. <laughs> Good for Superman. He's killing it. What a superhero." Um, but yeah, I mean, this problem. This movie has a lot of problems. Uh, I don't think Snyder's directing Justice League, right? Thank God. Uh, I think I read that he I wasn't directing any, any more of these movies. I hope not. <laughs> he's on IMDb. He's a, he's the listed director. You know what, I'm though, not sure. I, he, I maybe think the maybe that's wrong. Is the writing more than like I that's think so. where the, the main. I mean, I, I'm not sure what say he has in the story. I mean, I get yeah, that he's a problematic the, dude, but the thing is, it's not the source material. You can adapt the source material to make a compelling. Yeah, story. but he's still not the writer. I don't know how much like. What, what say he has over the script? Ain't nobody told you know. to sign on for some shitty movie that, that you don't want to direct. Change the fucking direction then. You're the director. It's just stupid. I mean, I, I don't pretend to know his motivations, but when you watch these movies compared to like a Deadpool movie, you can tell like when it just doesn't one seem like Snyder's having any fun either. cares about the characters. Yeah. yeah, he just doesn't seem to care about the characters. Not at all. That's the biggest problem with Superman. and so Yeah, he's going to direct both Justice League films. Oh, man. Oh, God. There we go. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, <laughs> this has been a podcast on uh, Jesus Come Save Us. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at aklambake, A-K-L-A-M-B-A-K-E. And I'm Josh Chernovoy at Josh Chernovoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. And podcast email 52in52pod at gmail.com, 52in52 pod at gmail.com send us questions comments thoughts on Zack Snyder um, thoughts on the resurrection of Superman um, <laughs> twice and uh, twice yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah so hope you guys had a good Easter Sunday and we'll see you next time <laughs>